Greetings, grandstanders. I want to introduce part one of a conversation triptych, informally titled The Believer, The Atheist, and The Agnostic, a kind of rounding out of uh, dis the discussions that we've had here during the first uh, trimester of Grandstand. Hope you enjoy them. Brigate, brigate, giallo blu, siamo l'armata del Verona e nessuno ci fermerà. Welcome to another episode of Grandstand Podcast. Today, like every other day, we have a very special show. We have uh, joining us today Damiano Sardini from oh, all, I, all, I, all the way from Venice, Italy. Um, we're going to be talking about his uh, beloved Elas Verona Football Club. Um, and we also, of course, have... Uh, my partner in crime, Manny Garcia, checking in from New York City. How you doing, Manny? Good, good. What's up, guys? Hi. And, and Hi, Damiano, how you doing? Fine, fine. Hi to everybody, and thanks for uh, asking me to be asked to me to be part of this uh, podcast. Absolutely, we are. We have now. We are now fully international, not just cross cross border. Now we are. Now we're linking up with people all over the world in. And Damiano, thank you for joining us from Italy. So, Damiano, I want to get right to it and ask you. So, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, about Elas Verona. They obviously play in the city of Verona, but uh, tell us something. Tell us, tell us a little bit about Elas Verona. Okay, uh, it's something that it's part of myself. People first, first people from Verona love uh, uh, Elas Verona, love their team. It's part of the culture of the city and part of the feelings of people from that city. So for me, it's something that uh, was born with me. So uh, I felt to be part of that community or I felt to be a fan of it uh, since I was really, really young, two years old, three years old. I have clear in my mind some episodes of... Uh, people that were talking me, talking to me about Ellas, and uh, they were giving to me or gadget or joking about Ellas or doing something about Ellas. So it's really part of my when I was a little kid, and uh, uh, especially because I was born in eight, 1983, and in 1985 they uh, they won. Uh, Scudetto. So in that years, when I was really young, uh, everybody in my city talks about Tellas. Everybody was in some way involved. So it was an environment. It was part of my uh, of my days of my. So it's something that uh, stays with me since I was really really young. That that's um, so so part of the. The number one reason that I wanted to have you on the show was one to get a, a global perspective of of sports, 
especially soccer because soccer is a, is a, is a sport that I've, I've grown to really love. And also I wanted to do a, a sort of a, a profile, a, a, a fan in, in, a, in, in a following a, a soccer team in, a, in, in Europe, which is really far removed from our experience here. But I, I wanted to ask you a question, kind of follow up with what you were saying about Elas. Why do fans decide, and this is something that I've always been really fascinated by, because I, I live in a city, or Manny and I both grew up in a city, where there's only one baseball team, only one football team, and we don't even have a basketball team or a hockey team or a soccer team, but uh, or we have at different times. But why does somebody root for Elas and not for Kievo? Isn't that the other team that plays there? Yeah, Kievo is the other team that plays in Verona. Okay, and why? Me, How do people pick? Yeah. Uh, okay, so for me, uh, that's, I think it's a question that we have to ask to a guy that is a kid now because for me it was a kind of simple because when in 1983, 1984, 85, 86 there was only Elas so for me it was pretty obvious to be a fan of Elas Kivo was a small team that uh, plays in uh, in uh, in another league at that time probably the third league Serie C1 and uh, uh, so for me Okay, I never had this doubt because Ellas was the team of my city, from my city. And uh, honestly, I didn't hate Kievo because Kievo was a small team, like other small teams that play in other league in Verona. So if I have to be honest, it was I didn't hate them. I, like I think, uh, honestly, most of the people in Verona, at least in the tiers, had uh, good feelings with Kievo. Like... Uh, uh, something like uh, an uncle with the Nibio, something that uh, a small <laughs> team, that, yeah, kind of small team that uh, at the end you hope that they win because they don't bother you. They're not part of the same uh. league. So it's like uh, if you're a fan of an NBA team, doesn't matter. You could think that uh, an NCAA team is good too. Okay, you can have. Got it. Got it. Yeah, Got it. it's not that you hate them. It's not that. So they're, they're, they're not they're not so they're they're not considered like a, a crosstown rival. That's, that was my question. Okay, in that years, no, thirty years ago, no. Now, step by step, day by day, uh, these rivality—I don't know if it's the right—but these feelings are going to to grow even in Verona, like in bigger cities of Europe, or because now Cable is not a small team anymore. It's a big team. Is I think uh, it's this is the thirty-sixth uh, the fourteenth uh, championship tournament that they do in Serie A in the first series. So it's the fourteenth uh, uh, times that they are in Serie A in the last fourteenth uh, 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 series in the last fourteenth uh, seasons. So now they are not a small team that is doing something unbelievable. They are another big team of, of Serie A. Uh, and this year they are doing better than Ellis. For a lot of the last years, they did better than Ellis. So now, for people that are super young now, I think that uh, um, that could be interesting to ask them. Why are you fan of this or why are you fan of, of that? My yeah. answer is that uh, because I saw, for example, my cousins, a lot of my little cousins are fan of Kievo. 
And uh, but doesn't matter. A lot of other children are fan novellas. Most of the children, I think, are fan novellas. And what depends? Depends. It's something that depends from your feelings, from not your family, because your family can be fan of something and you can be something of something else. But from what you feel, something. I think it's something that belongs to instinct. So if you are born in Rome, why Roma or why Lazio? If you are born in London, why Arsenal and not uh, I don't know Chelsea yeah, or yeah, West Ham yeah, or yeah, 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 something yeah. else? Because it's something that you have an instinct for. So, so I have to be honest. I don't know what that could have been my instinct if I uh, was born now. What uh, I wish it was for Ellis because I'm completely in love for Ellis. But uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, if I have to be 100% honest, it's something that uh, you can you can predict. I pray that Olivia will be fan of Ellis <laughs> and, and Padres too. But I don't know. But if I can That's add what I'm something, about. if I can add something, what I feel about Padres in San Diego, I think it's very similar. It's very. It's not so different. So, something that we've talked about here is something that we've discussed at Grandstand is about um, fans like yourself, like me, like Manny, um, where we, we have a love and a passion for our local team. Yeah. And just the, the way you're describing it, you, you know, I, can't, I cannot describe it as, as beautifully as you just described it, but it's something that you can't really say what it is. It's just something... You know, I, I had no choice in yeah. being a Padre fan. It's just I was yeah. born, and one of my first memories ever is going to a Padre game, just kind of like uh, the way you described. And and it's it's difficult for me to think that I would ever root for any other any other baseball team or why I would have picked any other baseball team. And I I, I, I can really relate. And this is, again, one part of the reasons why I wanted to have you come on the show. I want who So who is... Who is the uh, the rival of Verona? Who is the team that you hate? Uh, okay, so a rival of rivals of Verona are um, uh, Vicenza, that is another team from Veneto, another city from Veneto, which and is then, the region where Verona is, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Mm -hmm. I, and Juventus, uh, Napoli. And uh, Milan too, but yeah, what uh, Ellis fan ate uh, more is yeah this kind of team I think, and other, a lot of other team because you like you know there are a lot of yeah yes. fan of the team ate the fan of the other team, but I think the yeah the worst relationship are with these teams Napoli, Juventus, and uh, uh, Vicenza. So, uh, a lot of other, yeah, but yeah, I think this. Right? So, so Damiano, um, Verona is known for having some pretty, pretty serious uh, uh, support groups, right? Um, yeah, or, yeah. Or Everybody some, recognizes. As some yeah. people call them ultras. But have you yeah. sat in the Cura with those guys? Where do you sit in this? You're, 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 you have season tickets, right? You go, you go to a lot of games, correct? Yeah, I am not this year because now I live in Venice, so right. it was impossible to go and back every. Match, but until I was in Verona, I had and uh, and I had in Curva and uh, wait, it's before you, before you first that, first you, you don't sit down. down, you don't sit down there, you right, stand up. Right. Can and, you describe? 
Damiano. Yeah. Can you describe like the whole entire like? Tell me about that card that you get. Tell me about like the process of becoming of even having the the right to sit in the curva, and then tell me a little bit about the curva. Uh, okay, so it's not so difficult. It's not that you have to do an exam. Okay, it's <laughs> enough to yeah. <laughs> it's enough that I think uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, you buy a season ticket because usually there are no tickets. All the area is packed uh, with people that have season tickets. But you buy your season ticket and then you start attending it Sunday by Sunday. And uh, and uh, you become part of it, of course. As much uh, or you attend it, as much uh, you are part of it. If you are able to go even to the other cities every Sunday... You become every Sunday, every step, or every yeah, every week, every year, year by year, uh, more part of it. And and what else? It's something that first, it's something that is very fun. You can deny it. it's something that you really enjoy. You really like it. Sometimes you leave your entire weekend week because you think, okay, Sunday I have to go to the stadium. Right? You are happy for the entire week because you know that on <laughs> Sunday you are going to the to have the two or three hours and something that so first why are you part of it you are part of it because you really like it it's some it's a, a very cool experience you feel part of something and in this uh, area in this time it's not so simple to be part of something because now in europe in or especially in italy we're not parties anymore we are not uh, other religions are yeah are important but they have always less and less. Uh, they are always less and less be able to involve people, and so curve are still one of the um, the, the things that are able to make people to feel that they are involved in something. So it's a very good feeling. So yes. you go because you like it. You go. Um, it's not so difficult to be part of it. You start uh, attending it, and then, of course, if you go every Sunday, if you go to all the other cities too to follow your team, you become always more and more involved. And, and but doesn't matter. Pe- some people are more involved. Some other people are less involved. Some people don't go for some years, but they keep feeling part of it. And even for some region, you go to live abroad. You go to do something else because your life. Thank you. You always feel part of it, and uh, so Damiano, um, I want. So the curva is. I just want. So, so for people who don't know, the yeah, curva yeah, yeah, is yeah. is, is it, it, does that word translates more or less to like the curb, like the the side of yeah. the stadium? Is that it's is that the why side they call of it the curva? stadium? That yeah. it's not uh, behind the the door where you have to go, where you have to score. Got it. And yeah, and that's they, the where there are people that are more involved, not more involved for the team, where there are people that sing the entire match, stay, stand up the entire match and not sit down. They, yeah, people that uh, try to support the team uh, as much as possible and usually more than the other sides of the stadium. But it's not completely true because in the other sides of the stadium especially usually there are people that when they were young they were part of curva so they are involved even now when they are not uh, they sit down and they sit down in another side and they're not standing up so yeah. but basically yes you're right before i was too involved and so i wasn't explaining very well but curva no, no, no. is the side of the stadium 
where there are the ultras. So people that we suppose that are more close to the team, closer they, they are closer to the team. They try to support more than the other uh, fans of that team. And uh, uh, why you recognize them? You recognize them because you can feel that they are kind of part of a community. So first they stand up and they knock it down. They sing all together. They drink beer all together. They hug each other. They they have this huge party. It's kind of a huge party. And so, so what would you say to an American fan who, when American fans think of soccer, the first thing they think about is 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 a word that that gets overused, which is the word hooligan. You yeah. know that that the hooliganism of the of the of the British Premier League of the yeah, English yeah. Premier League. Um, what would you say to a fan who thinks that at, at every curva there's going to be that it's very difficult, that it's dangerous, that that it's uh, that it's uh, geez fascist? Like, what what do you think of that? What would you say to an American? Because okay. the way uh, you're describing it, I really I, I can relate to that because I wish we had those kind of things in the U.S. A more involved group of people who really were were into the baseball team. I would love to sit in one section with a bunch of other crazies like myself who love the Padres. Um, yeah, you know, you know what you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. So what I I can say is that about if it's dangerous or not, I I think it's not so dangerous. It's not dangerous at all if you don't if you don't want to put yourself in dangerous situation because especially now that everything is super controlled, there are a lot of systems that control and a lot of police and a lot of rules and laws. You go to this side and you can enjoy your match uh, uh, in a very cool way. And fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is uh, dangerous is if you lose your mind because they are, um, yeah, like in every community where there are a lot of people that are really involved and when a lot of people are together, they feel like if nobody can win them, nobody can defeat them. So could happen that people do stupid shit, but like, they could do in another big bunch of people doing other stuff. Like, uh, uh, so you have to take care of yourself because, like, you are in a big when you are in a big community of a lot of people overexcited for something. There are always some people that lose their control, lose their mind, and do something that has not to be done. So, but depends from your. It's very difficult if you go to the curve of your city to watch your match that. If you don't want anything, if you don't want to do something, anything wrong, you are involved in something wrong. Could happen a lot of years ago. Could happen when you go to other cities, and then maybe we can talk about it. Why? But yeah. it's very difficult when you are in your home and you go to your stadium and watch your match. It could happen because, like, obviously, if you are in, in the middle of a lot of people, could happen. You are involved in something that you want. You don't want to be involved, but. To me, it never happened. To most of the people, it never happened. Because if you don't want, you are not part of any... Especially inside the stadium. Because the most yeah. of the problems are outside of the stadium. But inside the stadium, you are closed by gates in your side. So nothing could happen. Yeah. Could happen if you have a fight with a drunk guy. Yes, could happen and could be dangerous. <laughs> but what the, what the heck? If you don't so have you ever gone to games... With with the with the supporters to other cities, Tell yeah, I have been that. not several times, so I have to be honest. But I've been ten so ten times, or I've been in Milano, 
I've been in, the, in Parma, in Piacenza, Rimini, uh, Padova, uh, and then another city is Brescia. And uh, when we were in Serie C, I've been in Bustar Sizio, in uh, other Monza, other little cities. So Can you I tell did, us a good story about having gone to see a city, uh, a game? Yeah. Or- or a good that's story more exciting. That's that's more exciting too. It's amazing. It's a complete another experience. It's more complete because you have the the, side, the you have the experience of the travel, travel with other people that do the, that go there for the same purpose. So you feel more and more involved in that community, and it's really fun. Sometimes it's like, if you ask me, it's a little bit more dangerous because I was saying when you are home. You are never part of, if you don't decide to be part of something uh, difficult, uh, some dangerous situation, you are not. Instead of when you go to another city, it could happen that you are involved in something. Why? Because uh, you, have not, you don't control the situation. You arrive to a point where all the cars are, uh, the police wait for all the cars or all the buses or all the trains that come from the other city and bring everybody and uh, take to the stadium, okay? So, uh, and in that path could happen that uh, other people attack you, could happen that uh, a lot of things, a lot of things could happen. So, uh, you have not the control of the situation and so uh, it's a little bit more dangerous, but, uh, okay. But exciting. Yeah? But exciting. Fun. But super exciting, of course. It's super fun and super exciting. It's one of the best. It's maybe it could be wrong to say or be sad, but it's one of the best experience that or most fun experience that a, a kid can do, a young guy can do. But I even now, if I have a chance to go now, I could love it. And I'm sure that uh, when I be ten years older, if I have a chance to do it, I'll, I'll, I love it at the same way. It's something amazing. I want to answer two other things that you asked me before about um, so about violence. I think that in part I I give you I gave you some explanation. Another part is that some years ago was more more dangerous. Why? Because it was years in Europe where a lot of other st- violence was in a lot of other things. Was in the politics. Was in the concerts. Was in the so it was there was a lot of violence at the stadium too but i think it was the it was other years in the 70 in the end of the 60 in the 82 where there was more rebellion more social the red uh, brigades what were they called the brigate Ross, uh, what are you asking yeah 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 brigate yeah in, in yeah. politics there was that problem and not only for terrorists there was a problem even in the normal parties there was more violence there were people uh, during the uh, exhibition during the uh, the meetings of normal parties not terrorist parties of the normal so parties what, what brought what what uh, what kind of brought the what pacified it or what or what made it more subdued what what happened in italy that made it that made that violence kind of dissipate a bit why that the political yeah. violence disappeared because uh, uh, the state was very strong, uh, luckily with them, like it's not so strong with other horrible stuff, but with that was good, it was very, very strong, and we defeat them. 
but that's another story. Yeah. And they lose because the state was really, really strong. And second, because people never followed them. They were near, they were only a bunch of small people of really, really involved uh, in their, in their ter- theories, but they've never been able to convince uh, the most of the people, or not the most, but to convince enough people to, uh, to, to create a big deal, to uh, destroy the regular system, the regular state. The, so, okay. But no, yeah, that's, that's another long story. No that, that, no, that is part of, that's all part of the story, which is something ah, okay, that, sorry, that sorry. is very important to, to discuss because politics influences life as much as sports influences life. Um, yeah. And both, I would say that, that that's politics and sports are connected. Um, uh, yeah, but, exactly. That, so that's what the other part of the so violence now there is less because I think in the society there is less violence, but there is still we can't say that um, everything is amazing. No, there are still a lot of problems because uh, and dangerous stuff keep uh, happens. Okay, right. So it's not that uh, now going to the stadium it's always so cold. No, there are. A lot of stuff that uh, keep happening, but less and less and less than some years ago. The other stuff, the other question was about politics. Why there is politics in the curve? Uh, first, yeah. I think you you said fascism, but not only. There are even uh, uh, I want to say communist people. Depends which curve, which that curve follows, and why? Because it's a community, so people, I think, influence each other. People, so happens that in some cities there are more people that think one thing or are on one side, and so that curva uh, is on that side. On the in other cities, there are people that are think something different, so that curva becomes something different. And yeah. you know, curves are very good to emphasize situations because it's not it's not a democracy. It's not a, it's something very spontaneous. So when a lot of people, especially a lot of young people, are very spontaneous, could happen that situations are emphasized. And right. like I said before, people think when they are part of a curve, think that nobody can defeat them. So even about politics, they they love emphasize situations. So it could happen that a curve of people that. Uh, are conservative becomes a fascist curva or a curva that is uh, where they are liberal, not liberal, not liberal in your sense, but they are, yeah. I know what you're saying. The Democratic yes. Party, not your Democratic Party, becomes a, 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 a communist curva. So, so you're saying that the curva has a life of its own, depending on the political mood of, the, of this moment. Yeah, but not uh, but something that um, it's difficult and then change. So, for example, la curva del Livorno in the in Toscana in Tuscany uh, is a communist curva and has been a communist curva uh, for I think eighty years for historical reason because in that city there was the Congress of the Communist Party and I think that they never change or like curva of Vallas, it's a it's called a fascist curva, but it's a conservative curva, and it was conservative, and I don't think they, they are going to change. So, yeah, they are influenced so, by society, the city, the situation. But I have a question that I think a lot of people want to know, and, and they, I get people ask me this question all the time. And I think 
not I don't think I know one of the reasons why I wanted to have a podcast about sports is because I I I love sports one and two because I wanted to explain and 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 Manny I think you I mean he would agree we we share kind of the same view on this and and that is that uh, we really love sports and we really love the the passion that comes along with it and we really love like you were saying we we've discussed on this show about how um, we we really like we really like following our team like watching say Mexico play USA uh, with our fan with with people that that are are of the Mexican uh, who root for the Mexican team. But more fun than that is to watch with a team from uh, watch with people from USA, you know, to be yeah. kind of in enemy territory and to experience that feeling, like you you were mentioning. It's something really enjoyable about that. But um, yeah, it's something amazing. But but what I think is I think this is where where a lot of people, a lot of people who who don't understand sports, this is where we lose them. And and I'm going to ask you a question right now because I think you're the perfect person to answer this. Um, so they can hear from somebody else, but it's, it's, um, for me and for a lot of people I know more people than, than actually more people who think like you and me and Manny than think like people who create or destroy or do things during a game who get wrapped up in the euphoria of it. But a lot of people lose the, the, they, they get lost and they, they don't understand people who follow sports because they say, well, you know, um, you just you you in peop, sports makes people act unreasonable. But I have seen so many people, and myself included. Um, there's there's definitely a line. There's a place where it's just it's just a sport. It's just theater. It's it's really fun. I can get really involved. I can get very passionate about it. But I I never lose sense of that. And you, Damiano, I consider you to be a sensible, intelligent. Uh, a person who who has a good read on life and and what's important and I I know what your values are about so I know that when you sit in the curva even if you are sitting with let's say let's call them fascists why t tell me what would you say to somebody who doesn't understand that you're you're just there for the soccer and for the enjoyment of being with other people who love your team correct yeah 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 that's exactly what happens. Yeah. So even yeah, even the when the people, yeah, even when Curve uh, take a political side, but in the reality, they are they are only for the team, right? Uh, uh, they are only for the team, and what you were saying is perfect. Uh, sometimes it's difficult for people that people that are not so lucky to be so fun of a team. Doesn't matter if it's <laughs> soccer, basket, or baseball, or a football team. Uh, I'm kind of sorry for them. It's, Me too. They lose something, something fun that you can have. You can do a same similar fun experience with music or with with a lot of other stuff. But with sport, it's uh, it's always very very good because it's something that uh, has a story, something that uh, continues, it's something that. Uh, um, can be with you for your entire life, so it's something that uh, uh, can can give you a lot. Yes. And the best is for me the luckiest people are people that they can be fan of the team of their city, but by instinct they become fan of people for their city because 
it's all a connection. Padres, it's a good example of this. You can you can feel when you are in San Diego that the, uh, that city lives uh, for their team. They love that city. Loves uh, San Diego. Loves uh, uh, Padres, and San Diego yeah. loves uh, love Padres. And uh, so, if you are from San Diego and you are so lucky to be a fan of Padres, you can enjoy the city one hundred percent, and mm-hmm. you can enjoy the history of the city. You can enjoy a lot of stuff. So, for soccer in Europe, it's almost. Um, it's completely the same, I think. And uh, uh, so it's something to be involved for a team. It's not something that you have to be ashamed uh, of it. You have something Absolutely. that you have to be really proud and really, you have to know that you're really lucky because, I repeat, it's a good way to enjoy your city, enjoy your community, enjoy your people and uh, without to be extremist. But, uh, right. Uh, Manny, you have any questions? It's a very cool experience. Um, well, actually, I, I, based on on the last thing you just said, Damiano, um, so you're you're right. But I will say this about the Padre fans: um, if they are winning, everyone in San Diego loves them. Um, if they are not winning, mm, not so much. Not and, so much. And is it is it the same with with um, fans in in Verona? Is it does does the teams? performance and uh influence the the passion of the fans or is it whether they're winning or losing they will always have you know uh a full stadium yeah you're right now it's a perfect question now uh, so when mario asked before uh, why uh, hooligans or uh, ultras are different from the other part of the stadium or from people that go to the other side of the stadium one of the the reason is this one People that uh, think that they are ultras or they suppose uh, to love the team uh, in the same way, doesn't matter if the team wins, if the team loses. Or yeah. uh, I think that, for example, not because I'm from Verona, but everybody recognizes it, that ultras from Verona maybe love their team uh, uh, more when they lose. So uh, they, they are able to... They don't care if they lose or they win, but uh, they have the same passion. And that's the reason because even in uh, years when the situation was very, very difficult, they always have been at the stadium and support a lot. And for other teams, it's the same. It's not for all the team, but there are other teams in Italy that have the same situation. And everybody recognizes uh, that uh, hooligans like, the hooligans of that team, like the best hooligans, because they prove to be hooligans when the team uh, doesn't go uh, well. But uh, if you ask me, there are the same number of spectators when now, of course, now viewers when now when the team goes well. Of course, the stadium is packed. When the team has problem, like it's normal, I think uh, uh, there are uh, uh, less people. But the real hooligans or ultras try to be uh, to show that they are real uh, hooligans and ultras when uh, the team uh, uh, goes bad because it's more simple to be at the stadium when when they win than uh, when the, the yeah, team uh, no, lose. So, yeah. so, so Manny and I are hooligans apparently yeah you're hooligans because Paris, uh, for what I know about baseball yeah, I'm always a hard time, but 
You know, Damiano, Verona, I, I was I was just talking to Manny and uh, earlier and I was saying Verona is a little bit like uh, like like the Padres and I'm not, I'm not saying Verona sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 it's true, it's true. We have a difficult time. Uh, we have a very difficult time. But um, there's something <laughs> there's something fun about following a team that loses all the time. You know? Yeah, I love it. I, I, I can't explain I, I, it. I, Maybe Manny has a, a, a good explanation for that. I can't explain it, but for all of the times that I've been upset at the Padres, I, I, Padres I've been, you know, at the same time always thinking, I, I, there's something about following a bunch of losers that really is fun too. So I don't what do you, yeah, what do you it's see? true, but and then not only that, in my opinion, I think it's even because if you really love a team, you don't care if they win or or lose. Of course, you get mad. Of course, uh, you have not a good week when they yeah. lose on, <laughs> on Sunday or something like this. But uh, you, at the end, uh, you, don't, you don't care. That's your team. And if you're really in love with that team, you're, you're not able to change because you don't even care about the other yes, uh, yes. The other team. So you can get super mad, super frustrated, but... Okay, my sorry. Maybe I interrupt many that has. No, 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 no. No, no. Yeah, I think you're. I, I think we are. We are at a level of of a fandom that, where 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 the wins and losses is we're beyond that. Like it, yeah. We, our our connection with the team is something more. Yeah, just just uh, more profound. And I think also when we when you root for a for a team that's not extremely successful. Um, it makes every little every little victory feel all the more exactly. special. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, if uh, maybe there is another side of the answer of the uh, that, but it's something different. So uh, maybe before Marie, we we're asking why you fall in love for a team that uh, keeps. Losing, maybe you fall in love for that team not because it loses or it wins, but just because it's that team. But sometimes could be uh, uh, could happen that you fall in love for a team that keeps losing. Like some people fall in love for uh, people that uh, have always problems. There are some kind of people that fall in love with <laughs> people that have like, problems. Sorry, because it's not taking care of the situation. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could happen with teams too. But. But I don't think that's the first uh, answer. The first answer is that you fall in love for a team and you don't, don't care about I, I think, Damiano, we, we are so similar in our fandom that I, I've, uh, I never thought, besides Manny, that I would ever meet another person who, who, who had the same uh, complex feelings for a local team. And I have to mention this, that I, I've always found this really fascinating, fascinating about Italy. And yeah, I think it's it's one of the things I love most about Italy, and that is how much city pride there is all over Italy, or at least the cities that I have visited, the towns that I have visited. You know, it was something that the first time I went to Italy, I was really moved by how proud people were in their cities. Yeah, and, and I asked myself a question: Why are Italians so in love with being from a place? Because that's something that to me is so important as a person from from a small town, uh, uh, as a person who loves their city, I always felt like, man, this is this people here are really into their cities, and they really love not just like not just you know uh, talking about their city, but understanding the history, like living according to these old traditions. 
and no, as I as I learned more, and I, I may be wrong in, in my in my uh, in my search in here, but um, Italians Italian city states were essentially, you know, the the history the the the, the history of of the city of the town of 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 uh, of, of what we now consider the the conceptualized as the city. That idea was in, was. A, a very Italian idea that they, of course, got from the Greeks and their city states, and there were city states everywhere. But the Italians, the Italian peninsula, had the 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 greatest like uh, uh, group of it, most powerful Italian city states, and I feel like that somehow has 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 still never left Italy. This the city no, no, it's never it's left. What do you it agree with that? It. Yeah, it was part of it. Yeah, because if 300 years ago or more, or, uh, cities fight against other cities. It's something that uh, it's yeah that it's difficult to to go far away. It's it's something that goes by grandfather to father to uh, the son. It's something that uh, cross the generations. It's something that even the cities now they don't fight between each other, of course. Uh, it's still part of the of the society. It's still part of what people feel. So, yeah, that for sure emphasizes the situation. And it makes it. And then, like you said, you're very proud of your city. You're very, and your team is a representation of your city. So it yeah. makes it extra special because this is Elas Verona is representing your city. Correct? Would you Would you say that? Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. How do, how do Italians feel about the national team, like as a whole? So if you have a, a culture that really, that really is is involved and embedded in the city of that they're from, and and that's what you know. One thing I learned when I was in uh, I was in uh, Tuscany in, in Florence, and uh, I was eating I was eating some bread, and and uh, someone said to me, a Tuscan said, you know why bread in Tuscany doesn't have salt in it, or in yes. in, in in Florence? Yeah. I said. No, and he says because a long time ago there was a war with uh, with uh, with uh, with uh, Pisa, and, yeah. and the Pisans shut the shut the route for the for the trade of salt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the Florentines instead of instead of uh, of finding salt somewhere else, or basically they boycotted salt, and they said, you know what, fine, we yeah. don't need your salt, we're not going to use it. Yeah, and exactly. and. <laughs> And and essentially, uh, that's you know, 500 years ago that this happened, and still to this day, that tradition of not putting salt in your bread is is like a relic, a, a reminder yeah, of this. Past, uh, you know? and, and I know Florentines don't hate peasants anymore, but there is still this this such this sense of pride in your city. So does that transfer into how do Italians see the national team? Do they all root equally? Do some parts of the country root more for it? Like, how does that work? Are Italians crazy about their national team? Yeah, so we love. That's an interesting question. I think that uh, we love our national teams, but uh, it's difficult to deny that. Uh, um, I think most of the people are closer uh, to their own team than to yes. the national team. So, yes. of course. So that's one of the explanations because, for example, the stadiums are full of people when we play the important uh, like European Championship or World Champions. Or, mm -hmm. But when we play the regular matches just for 
just for fun friendly. or just yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or friendly matches or to qualify to the final part of European Championship or World Championship, the stadiums are not always packed and full of people like are in other countries. Because maybe we care more, we take, we love more our team than uh, local team than the national team. And if you watch uh, when the Italian national team plays, there are always it's always full of uh, flags and uh, national flags, but with the name of the city where they come from. So <laughs> Ultras wants to re- that people recognize that they they are following the national team because. For the national team are all together, but they keep uh, they keep to be proud to show that they come from that city or that other city. And uh, the second question: there are areas of Italy where they are closer to the national team than other. I think so, definitely. That's one of the and I think in the south they are closer. That's one of the explanations mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, because the the most of the matches of the national team are played in the south. Because if you go to Palermo, most of the time the stadium is full. If you go to Bari, most of the time the stadium is full of people. Or in Napoli, it's full. Or in Rome. Uh, Northern, you go, I think, uh, they, we love the national team. For the national events or, or final events, final uh, matches of uh, European or World Championship. We all everybody follow the national team. Nobody is you can find anybody in the street because everybody is uh, close to the TV to watch the match. But uh, sometimes I have the feelings that people take they care more about uh, the local team. Yeah, and I think it makes and I think it makes sense if you if going back to again to cities and to the importance of the city state to to the Italian peninsula. Yeah. A lot of those, a lot of those powerful city states were in the north, correct? A lot of those, a lot of uh, you know, Milan, yes. Buda, Milano, uh, Venice, yes. uh, Florence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 You're right. You're right. That's uh, probably what happens. I've never, I've, I'm thankful to this conversation because I've never uh, stopped to think about it. So, but it's probably, oh. it's probably true. Uh, well, yeah, I'm really, I'm really fascinated by by that, and I'm, I'm fascinated by how the the old politics, old histories shape the way that that cities are formed, and the way that people interact with their cities, and the way that people feel about their cities. And nothing, nothing exists in in a vacuum. Nothing is just what it is, and that's it. You know, everything has a history that depends on another history that depends on another history. Yeah, and, and we we get to enjoy. In in this in the present, we get to enjoy all the stories that have led up to this moment. And you know, I, I was I was going to ask you. I, I don't think we've discussed this, but I really want to know about this because this is something that I think is is part of the game, part of of something that we discuss here. And that is in the '85 season when when uh, Verona won the Scudetto. Yeah. You know, there was a there was a, a an allegation that. That the reason, one of the reasons that uh, that so that year the referees were not assigned, they were not assigned uh, specifically to each game. They were assigned at random, and apparently Roma and Torino or somebody finished at the bottom of the table. Do you, so, do you? What do you think of that? Do you think that the um, 
is there still so much corruption in 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 just not it's not Italian soccer but in soccer as we know from everything that's happening with FIFA? Yeah, exactly. Does, so I, does does it yeah. make it difficult for because Verona's not one of the big teams, correct? I mean, it's 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 come you know the mid level team. So how do you feel about the fact that you know that that it's very possible that uh, that uh, that Milan and that Roma or or what's Juventus they they you yeah. know they they cheat to win. What do you think of that? Right, so uh, I think there are two different. Uh, uh, two different things, two different subjects, two different issues. Because okay. first question, it's soccer is still full of corruption. Was full of corruption is, is still full of corruption. I think the answer is yes. Not because I'm saying it, but because the that's what we read on the newspapers. What, right. what uh, we hear that happens. What that's what. Uh, so a lot of cases. I don't want to talk about a case in particular, but. You mentioned some cases, and we'll see if it's true. But what right. we, now it's very uh, scary. If you ask me, if it's true, yeah. we don't know if it's true. But if it's true, it's very scary and very sad. And uh, stay if you stay in Italy, uh, there are even five years ago or ten years ago, uh, without coming back to thirty years ago, um, the. There was cases that uh, final decision of some judges say that there was corruption. There was so uh, soccer and other sports in Italy and by think around the world, everywhere, are still full of corruption because there are a lot of interests around them and a lot of money. And so, yeah, it's still a problem that exists. And. Um, but and uh, uh, yeah, and the history of Italian soccer showed that even with referees, there was a problem of corruption, even not so many years ago. Uh, so the big scandal called Calciopoli was about uh, even corruption of some referees, not only but even about referees, about corruption about some soccer players, about a lot of stuff. So uh, yes, it's a problem that exists. Uh, it's through that coming to the second side of the question it's through that in the 1984 and 1985 when uh, uh, um, when Ellis uh, won the Scudetto uh, the referee were where the referees were were chosen uh, random and not by uh, a person that say you go there you go there and uh, it's true that it could help uh, the situation, but I don't think, uh, I think it was a coincidence. I don't think uh, it's a reason because Ellis won. Because if you want to corrupt a referee and you, if you are so powerful to corrupt a referee, you can corrupt it even if you know one day right. before uh, who is the referee that is going there uh, right. to, uh, to be the referee of that uh, match. So. Uh, I think uh, choosing the referees random could help you, could help the system, but uh, it's not the solution. The solution you have to find cult has to be a cultural solution. Has to be, uh, yeah. There are no laws and no system that can definitely defeat uh, corruption. Absolutely. If you your mind, if you don't change your cultural approach to 
sport and to life in, in general. Of course, you have to do laws and to try to make corruption as difficult as possible, but and to fight against it. But yeah, it's well, more social and cultural aspect. So about that uh, championship, 1984, 1985. I think uh, it's true that uh, uh, the referees were chosen random, but I think. Uh, this fact had not an important role, had not an important place in the, and had not an important connection with the fact that Dallas won the. You know, uh, when, you, when you talk about corruption, I mean, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, when you talk about corruption, one of the one of the things that corruption follow, follows money, you know. Yeah, corruption follows or money. Money follows corruption. Doesn't again. matter where. Um, and it's easy to pick it apart in sports. Especially yeah. if you are a person who who doesn't like sports or who thinks sports is is is, is something that is passe or something, but um, cheating and corruption are are a part of life. And 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 in sports, when they get manifested in sports, we get really upset because you know we have this idea that sports need to that, that there's always needs to be a sense of fairness that it's not yeah. right, it's not it's fair, true. you know. It's true. So, it's true. I want to ask you something that we had a conversation about early on here. Do you agree with uh, goal line technology or with technology coming into the game? Or do you uh, prefer the choice of the referee? That, uh, that's a good question. I prefer choices of the referee because... <laughs> we, are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are one, Damiano. We are yeah, one. and why? Because... Even with the if you with the technology, okay, uh, technology can help you about something. But for example, if you can say, okay, the referee can stop the match whenever he wants and go on the side to watch the replay, to watch the TV, and then decide after I've watched the TV. But uh, if uh, then after if the uh, referee stop go to watch the TV and then it, it takes the wrong decision because uh, later right. you understand it's wrong. You the after could be worse because on one side you can see <laughs> yes even if he realized that uh, he was wrong he kept that decision or he took that decision means that it's really corrupted. Or right. on the other side, he uh, uh, can take a wrong decision even after having watched the, the TV because what the heck? It's so difficult. It's so difficult to or to look at uh, something instantly, but it's difficult to watch the TV, the TV too because you're not uh, in your living room watching the TV. You are in a stadium with around thousands and thousands of people. That's yes. Great. And even if you watch the TV again, it's difficult to take the decision. At the end, you have to, in one second, you have to take the decision. And think about, we watch a lot of replays now. We watch, uh, we do uh, entire TV shows about uh, re-watching the matches. And at the end, most of the time, we, we start a new debate and... It's difficult that everybody agrees about something. It's difficult that uh, everybody says, yes, that wasn't a fall, or that was something, or that wasn't something else. And uh, most of the time, you keep having your opinion. So sometimes could help you. Most of the other time, 
Uh, it's not sure it help you. And, but for sure, what it will be ruined with technology is the little bit of uh, the pathos, the, uh, the fastness, the... Uh, I agree. The la poesia, the I don't know the the, the good feeling is the fascinated of a spontaneous situation. Yes, it will be for sure. It will be uh, compromised. So I think it's better without it. The only thing that we that could be useful it's uh, something to understand if the ball across or didn't cross completely the line. Right, the goal line technology. That would uh, be a small technology uh, uh, connected with a specific situation, something that could help the referee without making a huge deal, uh, without... Right. right. That's yeah, I think, I think the, the goal line technology that they use now the the referee gets like a he's got you know on his watch he gets like a buzz yeah. if the ball crosses the net yeah. he gets like a like a his his watch will will vibrate saying okay the ball completely crossed the line so it's it's an instantaneous decision and yeah you know I, I I could I maybe yes I could I could agree with that and and with with allowing goal line technology um, but at the same time, I, I happen to be, uh, I know that it wouldn't affect the, the, the flow of the game, and I know that it wouldn't, like... Yeah, it's, exactly. It's not but at the same time, I, I, I just, there's part of why I love sports is the, the human error, the human tragedy, yeah. the, the beauty yeah. of, of sports is that, that, that theater. Um, Manny, do you, have, do you care to add anything to this? Um, no, I, I, you just said it. I, I agree, which I think it's, I love hearing that Damiano is also... Um, feels the same way, the same way we do on that. But um, we we talked about it in I think the first episode. Um, but yeah, I um, it 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 part of uh, part of our 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 love for for this is the drama, and part of the drama right. is is referees making a mistake every here and there. Right. Yeah. Uh, if I have to choose personally, I am against even about uh, the goal line technology. If yes, the exception yes, I can accept, but if I have to choose, if it's for my decision, I avoid. I would avoid that too, because it's amazing. We discussed for years and years and years that uh, we lost that uh, championship because the referee didn't <laughs> give us. Uh, right. Yeah, if the technology decides, what the heck? Uh, there is not this yes, debate yes, anymore. Right. So that those those. Those arguments and those still looking back to that ten years ago or whatever with that that's what bonds you to other people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what makes that's what makes it all worth it. And so Damiano, I want to ask you two more questions. And um, speaking of of uh, goal line technology and yeah. and and technology in general, do you think as we're having this conversation? One of the things that I that I that I'm always lamenting in in this, in the United in the United States the way we watch sports is there's always there's there's the game going on uh-huh. and so many things going on around the game you know uh, um, yeah. it's the sit you can sit in the grandstand and not necessarily watch the game and entertain yourself if you know what I mean you know and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the and uh, I I think that. 
another thing to add another layer to this argument that I've been you know been talking about here at Grandstand that that we don't pay attention to the game as much as we 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 should be. Um, as you're saying this, you know, technology, you know, we're both, we're all three of us saying, you know what? No, no technology. We like to the drama. There's one. The other yeah. thing is something about uh, the irony of this is that because of television, more people watch sports, right? Yeah. Uh, people who, there's people like you and people like Manny, like myself, who go to the games, who that's a part of the ritual of going, not just watching on the television. But, you know, um, but part of the reason why so many people have come to sports and so much money has poured into sports is because of the television. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but it's almost in a really ironic way, uh, TV has become so big, viewing on TV has become so big that it's taking away from the experience of watching at the field. You know, yeah. it's like this okay. technology that brought us this wonderful thing that now I can get up and watch it on, on my couch is is in a way ruining ruining this yeah. this this beautiful experience would you agree with that yeah i agree and uh, i have to confess that i'm guilty too because I, like i said at the, at the really beginning i didn't uh, subscribe a season ticket this year because i don't live in verona i live 100 kilometers from verona and at the end i think it's more comfortable to watch on tv Yes, and, uh, and so that's what advanced I did. Even if I think uh, it's completely another experience, the real, the best experience is going to the stadium. So I'm sad because I'm not going to the stadium. But uh, uh, the reality is that when yeah, that, that TV yeah, TV are uh, uh, changing the show. Are in a sense they are ruining it. On the other side, they are making uh, yes. it bigger and uh, even better because you can see matches even if you're far away. If you go to live abroad, you can keep following your team. And yes. so in another way, you keep being in contact with the team. So it could be amazing. They are doing a very good uh, service too. The important stuff is that we don't ruin the soul of the sport uh, only because we have to follow uh, the TV 100%. So TV has an important role because they take a lot of money, they involve a lot of people, they involve people that are far away, but we have to be able to avoid that the TV destroy the, the sport, yeah. the soul of the event, because if not, uh, if this happens, then the event uh, will, won't exist anymore. So, so do you have a solution, Damian? Ah, no, <laughs> uh, 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 no, there are no. But I think yeah, solution have to be uh, stupid solutions, the simple stuff uh, to solve the problem. For example, I give you a little stupid example. Ellas, um, this year and last year, last year, change the colors of the free uh, jersey. So Atlas mm -hmm. is yellow and blue. Dark blue, not super dark, but a medium dark blue and uh, a little bit of yellow. And this year they change, uh, and the second uh, jersey usually is yellow. If you do a third one, you do white. That's what uh, always happens. 
in these last two years, especially this year, we changed completely to follow the 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 sponsor. The sponsor that this year is Nike. Like last year, they always want New Jersey just to try to sell more. And of course. Sponsor and TV work almost in the same way in this business. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that at the end they are they sold less jerseys for what I see and not their the right uh, counts. But uh, everybody is complaining and I'm sure everybody is buying less jerseys because they're horrible. To change them, they made the first one yellow and blue like uh, stripes, like if you went to Milan. But, and with wrong colors. The second one is black without nothing of yellow and blue. The third one is fluo, is yellow and green, uh, uh, brilliant. That's like, horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. So nobody, so what I'm saying is to follow the TV, to follow the, uh, uh, the sponsor, we change completely the, all the jerseys. And at the end, the result is that nobody is buying the jersey. If you, just remodel the jersey, but keeping the original colors, people for sure uh, bought the jersey. So the solution for avoiding that TV or sponsor completely overpass, completely destroy soccer is never forget uh, what uh, the vent is, what the, what the soul of the sport, doing normal stuff, uh, simple stuff. For example... Uh, to let the TV to sell more, uh, uh, the pay TV to sell more rights, they every week they completely change the hours of the matches. So one team is playing at this time, another team is playing at this time, another team is playing at this time. When it's too much, people stop watching TV because (laughs) you ruin the atmosphere of the matches at that time on that day. If there is always a match and uh, the teams don't play together, at the end people uh, lose the the interest. So, to a, what's the solution? The solution could be uh, uh, play all together. So keep uh, to the old situation where all the team play on Sunday, or maybe okay, one team play on Saturday evening or one team play on Sunday evening, just to uh, give something to the TV, let them sell something more. But not that uh, the two teams play at uh, Saturday. Not all the time. Constantly two on TV. teams at Saturday at that other time. Sunday at this time and this time and this time. And Monday, the last team plays on Monday. No, that's... You ruin it, man. Yes. It's, it so, saturates people and they get sick of it. They're saturates like, people, yeah. It takes so, away from the, from the specialness of it. Yeah, yes. in, in America, in America, we try to do the exact opposite. We we try to saturate, and if they if if the if they make a new jersey and it's ugly, people will go buy it because they need to have the new jersey. And I really, you know, I like that. I like this idea of, you know, if if if, if Nike puts out a new jersey and it changes with, you know, that's the thing with tradition, and that's the thing that I I really love about sports, and that's the thing that I wish there was more of that here in in America and in San Diego. This idea of you know what? If the Padres make a shitty jersey, I'm not going to buy it. You know, yeah, I'm not going to do. And it doesn't change. It doesn't change the same way in soccer and in, in baseball. It, it the uniforms stay. A lot of uniforms never change, but occasionally some teams every ten or fifteen years will switch. But it doesn't. It doesn't uh, happen in the same way. But but um, it's it's nice. It's nice. I like that idea. You know of 
you have provided us with a bit of a solution. It's, you know, a little a protest to say, hey, you know what? Um, I don't like I don't like my team colors that look like that, Nike. Fuck you. Yeah. You know. And the other thing you're right about saturation. It it takes away from the specialness of the game. Um, it makes it. You know, for TV, they can sell more more advertisement, and they can get people to watch more more of the show, tune in yeah. more often. Um, but I have one last question, Damiano and, and Manny. Unless you have another question. Um, no, no, no. Go ahead. So, Damiano, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you pick. You tell me yeah. a a really beautiful story about going to a Verona game. Um, or, or I, I want to hear, I want to hear one of your chants, man. Okay, uh, so beautiful story. One of the things that I remember when that I really love that I really like is um, uh, uh, two things. The same year that some years ago happened that Ellas was in the bottom of the of the uh, of the list. And uh, at the end of the year, we won some matches in uh, the last matches. And uh, I remember clearly one in Parma that I've been in Parma. We were losing and at the end uh, we won. And uh, it was amazing because it was all the big deal to go to Parma and to be at the stadium. There were a lot of people from Verona at the stadium of Parma, more people from Verona than people from Parma in Parma. And we were losing against a very good team and then at the end we won. So that was amazing. And another amazing stuff was uh, um, at the end of the year we were in the bottom at Thai, Verona and Regina, the team from Reggio Calabria the really bottom of Italy. And um, so there was a, like a play out, two matches, the first one in Verona and the second one in Reggio Calabria. And uh, uh, we won in Verona, but the second matches we were losing in Reggio Calabria. And Reggio Calabria is a crazy stadium, is a crazy situation. And uh, at the end, when we were hopeless, at the last uh, uh, minutes, a guy from Verona that is really from Verona score. <laughs> yeah, and it was amazing, and everybody start crying and other things. <laughs> Another time happened that we were in the third division some years ago. We were on the bottom of the bottom of the line. Same situation, two teams tie, play out. We were losing, and uh, I think it was the 94th minute, so four minutes after the. Uh, the end, it was the extra time, and uh, we scored when we were hopeless and the entire square, because everybody was in the square, start screaming and make party like if we won the Champions League. Instead of we just avoid to go to the fourth uh, division, and we stay in the fourth division, and sometimes I keep watching that video, and, uh, and it's still uh, amazing. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Awesome. Thanks for me. Thanks for letting me be part of this. I'm really, really happy. And go Padres. I love Padres. <laughs> ah, last, last thing. My brother has been, has been in San Diego this summer and fall in love for Padres. Like, I love Padres too. And uh, so now he's playing to a, a, 
a game connected to soccer with his friends. So it's uh, it's called Fanta Calcio. It's another uh-huh. podcast. Uh-huh. And uh, he he had his own team, and his team is called Go Padres. So, <laughs> yeah. Is, is your is your brother also a big um, uh, yeah, a passionate fan not, like you? Yeah, 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 yeah. He still has the season ticket. Then. All right. Still going to uh, yeah, to a stadium. Okay, so Forza Ellas and Go Padres. Fuck yeah. Yes. And, uh, last thing, if you ask about a song, yes. Okay, okay, I can try. So um, I can try to sing it. Okay, you can do it. Come on. Okay. In ogni posto che andiamo, la gente vuol sapere chi noi siamo. Glielo diciamo chi noi siamo. Brigato, brigato, giallo blu. Siamo l'armata del Verona e nessuno ci fermerà. Noi saremo sempre qua se il Verona giocherà. Il Verona è la squadra del mio cuore. Nazzella, non è in continuo. Bah, non è in continuo.